Good morning. Welcome to the services from the First Baptist Church of Stillwater, Oklahoma. My name is Tim Walker and I'm the pastor here. I'm glad that you're able to join us on this Sunday morning. And uh, we're going to be uh, looking at a passage from the book of Joshua here in just a few minutes. Uh, but as I begin, let me share just a few things. Uh, I will let you know that we are, uh, the uh, electric company is continuing to set up and get ready to work on replacing the lights in the auditorium. And that should be completed by the time we plan to meet again for in-person worship which our church council has set a date for July the 26th to possibly make that happen. Of course, we sincerely hope that the uh, increase in coronavirus cases uh, will have somewhat slackened off by then and uh, we will be able to get together. Uh, folks that I know of in the hospital, uh, Maris Ward has been in the hospital recently from a fall and Ron A. Vance has been in the hospital in Oklahoma City with some high blood pressure and some other issues. So those are some folks that we want to pray for this morning, as well as other people in our congregation that uh, are shut in, that have had challenges, that uh, uh, we just want to pray for and ask that the Lord keep everybody healthy in these days. Uh, so uh, let's go before the Lord in prayer, and then after prayer we'll uh, open God's Word together. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Almighty Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Sunday of, that we have to worship you. Lord, we thank you for all the blessings of this past week. Father, we pray especially for Maris and for Ron Avance right now. We ask, Lord, that you'll be with these individuals and be the great physician for their needs. Help them to recover soon. Father, we uh, ask for uh, your blessings upon all those who are facing challenges. Uh, we ask, Lord, that you'll be with those who've been in the hospital and those who are uh, getting ready to go into the hospital, perhaps for surgery. Father, we pray for all those that have uh, uh, been hospitalized, that have uh, been uh, found to have coronavirus. We pray for quick recovery for those who are sick right now. Lord, we pray for the families of those who have lost loved ones to this disease. Father, we pray for our nation in these days that you will uh, uh, help us as our uh, medical researchers look for a vaccine, a cure for the coronavirus. Lord, guide our nation's leaders and the things that best need to be done in these days to help keep our nation safe. And Father, we pray that you will help us as a nation uh, be your people, do justice and do righteousness and treat all people the same. And Lord, help us to uh, seek to be the best that we can be uh, as you guide us in the days ahead. And Father, help us to remember that our country has Christian beliefs at its very uh, heart. And uh, Lord, we pray for a revival. We pray for spiritual awakening across our land. Uh, Lord, in this day, hear the cries of your people. Be at work in our nation, be at work in our states, be at work in our cities. Thank you for the many blessings of life. Thank you for what you give to us in each and every day, the food on our tables, a house in which to live, a bed to sleep in. And we pray for all those that do not have those things. Father, guide us in this time together as we look at your word and speak to our hearts, for it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
this morning, we're going to be looking at a passage from Joshua chapter 5. So if you have your Bibles and you'd like to open to that passage with us, Joshua chapter 5. Now, what is going on here is that uh, the Israelites are being led by Joshua into the land of promise. And at the end of chapter 4, we have seen how uh, God has uh, stopped the waters uh, of the Jordan River so that the Israelites can cross on dry land, very much like the miracle of the, of the uh, crossing the Red Sea. Uh, in fact, uh, at this time of year, it's springtime, the Jordan is likely in flood. And so uh, for the waters to be stopped and to stand up at a heap, uh, uh, like there's a dam uh, further upriver and for the Israelites to cross over on dry ground uh, is a uh, mighty miracle. And you re may remember that uh, Joshua gave instructions for one person from each tribe to pick up a large stone from the middle of the river and they brought it to the far side of the Jordan and there they uh, set up a monument. And Joshua told them, in the years to come when you bring your children here and your grandchildren here, you tell them what the Lord did. And also we read at the end of chapter 4 that the Lord says that all the nations will know that I am with you, Israel, and they will fear, and you should also remember what my mighty hand can do. So that's what's going on in chapter 4. And then chapter 5, uh, as the news of this great victory has gotten out, you would think that maybe now's the time just to drive on into the promised land. But the Lord has the Israelites wait uh, for a while. And he has some things to deal with with them. And, and uh, they complete this in chapter 5. And in fact, uh, one of the significant things that happens here is that uh, the Israelites observe the Passover. And then as they observe the Passover, they are able to eat uh, produce from the land of Canaan. They're able to eat uh, unleavened bread and roasted grain. And that day the manna ceases. God had provided the manna for those 40 years in the wilderness. And they had grown up expecting that, relying upon that. And now it's no more. But they're now going to depend upon the produce from the uh, land of Canaan. God is preparing his people to go forward at his time. And the Lord is never behind on schedule. I, heard a preacher say many, many years ago that God is never ahead of schedule. He's never behind on schedule. He's always right on time. And so God has Israel wait for uh, a time here at Gilgal. And now they're getting ready to think about their next objective, which will be going and coming up against the city of Jericho. And when we read in Joshua chapter 5 and verse 13, now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or our enemies? Neither, he replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And then Joshua fell face downward to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. I want to ask you something. Who is really in control in your life? Who really 
guides you, directs you? Who's in control in your life? Is it the beliefs that you have about life? Is it the faith that you have in Almighty God? You know, for many people, it's their habits that control them. And one of the habits that many people have is what we call the path of least resistance. In other words, you do what is the easiest. You know, the situation here is that Israel is about to face a very big challenge and something they've not seen in their 40 years in the wilderness. Jericho was a walled city. And those walls evidently were very large, very formidable. It was not going to be an easy task at all for the Israelites. Now, what we read here is that Joshua has gone to look over the city of Jericho. Now, many commentators, I myself have always thought that this scene probably happened at night, where Joshua could walk to probably a high place and look over the city and think. Think about what would happen. Think about the best plan of attack. Think about which troops he would direct in which direction. Think about what they would have to do to maybe climb the walls, to get inside the city, to open the gates, to come in and take the city. And all of these are the things that a general would have to think about. Joshua was a remarkable man, really one of the great figures in the Old Testament. Joshua had served beside Moses for 40 years. Uh, Joshua had been commander of the army the whole time. And now Moses has passed away and God has told Joshua that he is to not be afraid, to be strong and courageous and do what the Lord is directing him to do. And Joshua is thinking about what is going to be faced in going up against Jericho. You know, earlier this month, um, June the 6th, we remembered the uh, invasion at Normandy, what we call D-Day, and how Allied troops came ashore on the uh, shores of Europe that they might uh, go and fight and hopefully uh, complete and uh, win the Second World War. One of the men that was the most concerned about what would happen that day was General Dwight Eisenhower. And the story is that Eisenhower had a piece of paper in his pocket and he kept it with him throughout the day and the piece of paper that he never had to read would have said that the invasion landing did not succeed, that the troops were being withdrawn, and that the reasons for this failure are mine completely, and I hereby resign my command. That's how seriously Eisenhower took the invasion at Normandy. Uh, he was prepared to accept the blame for uh, landing that didn't succeed. Joshua, I cannot help but think, had a similar sense of responsibility and concern for what was going to happen. And then he is suddenly aware that there is somebody close to him in the darkness. Maybe not close enough to make out all of his features, but close enough that Joshua could see that he had a drawn sword in his hand. And in those days, a drawn sword basically meant that you were going to do something with that sword. So Joshua, with the courage that he has shown, steps up to this figure in the night and just basically says, Who are you? Why are you here? Are you for us as Israel? Are you against us? Are we going to have to fight right here? And the answer that 
he didn't expect is what he heard. Because the figure says, Joshua, I'm not here to be for you or against you. I am here to take over, for I am the commander of the army of the Lord. I like the way one translation says that he is the captain of the Lord's host. Now, what does this mean? What should we learn from this? What should we think about? Because Joshua's reaction is to worship and to say, what are your instructions, Lord? Three brief things that I want us to think about this morning. We, we live in a time that face challenge, faces challenges. Uh, we have our own Jerichos to go up against. Whether that is a big challenge in our own life, whether that's a challenge for us as a society, whether that's a challenge for us as a nation. And so first of all, I'd like to say is to re that we should remember that the Lord is with us. The captain of the Lord's host comes. You know, most commentators believe that this is what's called a theophany, a pre-incarnation appearance of Jesus Christ, and that the second person of the Trinity appears to Joshua and says, I am here to be with you. I am the captain of the Lord's host. You know, it is a reminder that Joshua is not being left alone at this time. In fact, the Israelites were never alone. Moses, Joshua, in all their years of leading Israel, they were never alone. The Lord was always with them. And you know, there are times that we are living through that we just simply need to remember that the Lord is with us also. That Jesus, our Lord and Savior, never leaves us. He never forsakes us. We think about seeing Jesus ascend to the Heavenly Father there at the beginning of the book of Acts. Where is Jesus right now? Well, we know that He is at the right hand of the Heavenly Father, but He is not there passively. He is there very actively interceding for His people. He makes intercession for us. And we ought to keep that in mind. Because if we could actually see, we could actually hear Jesus praying for us in each and every day, Jesus praying for us in the moments of life, in the decisions we have to make, in the stands that we have to take, if we could know that Jesus is with us all the time, what a strength it would be. And Jesus sends the Holy Spirit to be with us. No matter where we are today in the world as followers of Jesus Christ, no matter what we face, the Lord is with us and His Holy Spirit is there to inspire us, to guide us, to strengthen us. We need to remember that the Lord is with us. We need to also understand what the Lord comes to do. The Lord is in control among His people. You know, let's remember this, that our Lord and Savior doesn't intend to be just an opinion, a voice among many other voices, a lesser voice to the other voices that we hear in this world. Remember His names. He is Lord. He is Commander. He is King of Kings and Lord of Hosts. He's King. He has the authority to call us to full allegiance to Him. Remember earlier I asked you, who is in control of your life? If Jesus is not really the one who controls your life, who leads in your life, 
then is he really in the position that he is supposed to be? You know, I read something just the other day on Facebook that I was saddened to read it. There's a pastor in Mississippi, one of their major cities there, that has been at his church about three or four years. And here in recent days, he's taken a strong stance actually all along in saying that all people are equal in God's sight, that God loves everybody regardless of skin color. In his city where there have been protests simply saying that people matter, that black lives matter, that God's people matter. He's taken a stand, he's gone to meetings, he's raised his voice for equal rights, for God loving us all, for Jesus shedding his blood for everyone. And just a couple of Sundays ago, his church informed him that they did not agree with him 100%. He did not represent all their views. And so they fired him, they let him go. You know, the good thing about this Baptist pastor is that he was seeking to follow the commands of his Lord and Savior, his King, Jesus. And you know, that's the most important thing we can do with our lives is to follow the Lord, to be found a faithful and obedient servant. We owe him full allegiance. He suffered and died for us that we through faith in Him might have everlasting life. He's gone to prepare a place for us, that one day where He is, there we might be also. And He's going to come again and receive us unto Himself so that we'll be with Him for eternity. We owe Him everything. And remember that Jesus gives us very specific commands about how we're to love one another, how we are to share the gospel, how we are to treat each other. And you can go through the gospels and read the words of Jesus and you can see the instructions that we are to follow, especially in these days, these days of our lives. I remember my New Testament professor at Oklahoma Baptist University, Dr. Dan Holcomb saying that most of us have never begun to do all that we already know to do from reading God's Word. We need to understand what the Lord does. He comes to be in control. He comes to be the captain of the Lord's host. And He's captain of the Lord's host, not only outside of Jericho, He's captain of the Lord's host for His people today here in the United States of America. The third thing I want us to remember this morning is that we are to worship the Lord who is present with us. Joshua recognizes that this is the Lord who has come to be with him, and he falls on his face. That's an act of worship. That's an act of reverence. And he says, what does the Lord say to me? And the first word is this, take your sandals off, for the ground you are standing on is holy. And let's think about holy ground for a moment. You know, all of the earth is the Lord's. He created all. He made it all. He set all the universe in motion. In a sense, it all belongs to Him. So where do we find specifically holy ground? I think one of the ways we find holy ground is this. Where at any point we say, Lord, I am yours. 
I will do what you want me to do, that becomes holy ground. When Martin Luther stood before those who wanted him to say, what I've written, what I believe, I'm going to take it all back, Luther said, unless you can convince me by the word of God, here I stand, I can do no other. That was holy ground in that moment. When we say in our lives, Lord, I'm going to follow you, I'm going to trust you, I'm going to believe that you're with me, whether I'm going into surgery, whether I'm going into decisions to be made, whether I'm going to stand up for what is right in this world, that's holy ground. Josh was on holy ground because he worships there. And I just want to remind you that the most important thing we can do is to be obedient servants, whether that is at home, whether that is among others, whether that is following his commands. And he told us that we are to love one another, to do unto others as you would have done unto you. And so the Lord is going to give Joshua directions. In fact, they're going to be outlandish directions. Joshua's thinking it would be some kind of military assault. The Lord is going to ask Israel to simply march around the walls of the city. And they march around the walls of the city once a day. And then on the seventh day, they march around the walls of the city seven times. They blow the trumpets, they shout, and the walls of the city fall flat before them. No military action. The Lord does it completely. The Lord will be with us in the things that we have to do for Him. Who controls your life? Who gives you strength and direction? Who is with you? I hope and pray that you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and that your personal Savior leads, to be, leads you to be His personal representative in all the decisions and actions of life. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Oh, Heavenly Father, help us to remember that you are to be in control of our lives. Help us to be your witnesses in these days that we live in. Help us, Lord, to stand for righteousness and for justice and for love. Help us to be those who give witness to the saving gospel of Jesus Christ with all of our lives. Father, guide us in this week, for it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Look forward to seeing you next Sunday. And may the Lord bless you and strengthen you for His good works in this week. Goodbye.